Welcome into Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. He was up late getting the picks ready, and he's here to deliver them today. And you can't teach that. Bada boom, man the people in the room. Welcome in to a hump day edition of Ride the Line. We are rolling through the week here. We have Hall of Fame game football tomorrow, which is super exciting. But today we have baseball, and we're here to give you guys the goods. How you doing, Grant? Doing good, Tanner. Electric intro, as always. I will push back on you a little bit. This Hall of Fame game is going to suck balls. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. Deshaun Watson isn't playing. Uh, who's their who's their back? Josh Dobbs isn't playing. Good. We're watching Zach Wilson versus Dorian Thompson Robinson. There could have been a lot better games. I'll tell you what. I have already bet the Jets minus one and a half. I should have got him as a dog, but when Dobbs said when it was said that Dobbs wasn't playing, the Jets went up and became the favorites in the game. So with that being said, though, I give me the Jets. Give me the Jets minus one and a half. I might play the money line too. Why not? Because Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Football's back, right? Don't say football. Don't say this game's going to suck. Football's back. The Jets, the Jets money line spread, whatever. It's a one and a half point spread. It's basically the same thing. That's the right play in my eyes, though. The Jets, the Browns have holes in their starting roster. The Jets, you know, even though we're not high on them, they they have a complete roster. So the fact it's preseason's all about depth. And I think the Jets do have the advantage there. So that is the right play. Famous last words, by the way. But I do think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to see Zach Wilson putting on a show. You got Aaron Rodgers teaching him how to play quarterback at practice. Zach Wilson is going to be a different core. We're going to see BYU Zach Wilson in this football game and i can't wait for it grant but today we got to talk about wait, baseball wait, wait 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 tanner are you saying are you suggesting we're gonna see the milf hunter in action the milf, hunt, the milf hunt i was gonna buy a zach wilson jersey going into last season after that story came out because i'm like he's gonna be legit and this is like an awesome story i need a zach wilson jersey and thank god i did it because it has absolutely no value right now we're gonna see milf hunter zach wilson he's gonna be hunting milfs and scoring touchdowns that's what we're going to see out of Zach Wilson in this football game. And I can't wait, Grant. And you know what? You should subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Yep, absolutely. Taylor and I, maybe we'll get a content piece where we go out hunting MILFs at the game. You never know. But if you guys hit that subscribe button, all you're going to do is entice that, that content and other original stuff. We've got a lot of exciting ideas lined up. Of course, we're going to have the betting picks for you throughout the NFL season. So you want to be lo- uh, locked in for that. And you want to be locked in for these picks. Taylor, are you kicking us off or am I? I'll kick you off. I'll all kick right, let's off. go. Let's start I've off the Wednesday. Right? Off all week. I've been kicking off all week, and we've been crushing all week. And the first play that I'm going with is a Nerfie today. We don't bring up Nerfies much on this show, but they're one of the best bets in baseball. They're one of the sweatiest bets in the history of sports betting. And we have a good one here with Shane McClanahan and Garrett Cole. The Nerfie juice right now is minus 122. I see this seeping up to like minus 135 minus 140 by the start time for this game because the pitchers are so good. McClanahan 11 and 1 with a 3 ERA and a 118 whip going against Garrett Cole who's 9 and 2 with a 264 ERA and a whip right around 1. These guys are the two front runners for the American League Cy Young. And when you look at it, the Rays offense in the second half post All-Star break has not been good. They're batting about 230 as a team right now compared to like 260 before the All-Star break. And the New York Yankees offense is the biggest disgrace to the game of baseball I've ever seen in my life. Even with Aaron Judge back, they still can't hit the baseball. So nerfy, nerfy, nerfy. The price on this is just making me feel some type of way. I thought it was going to be minus 150 when I opened the book up this morning, and I was pleasantly surprised. I think this is an outstanding bet, Tanner. To your point, McClanahan and Cole on the mound, and it's not just how good they are. It's their consistent ability to have a low whip, their elite strikeout ability. This is an excellent 
play by you. I don't really have a whole lot to say other than that. What I do want to get your take on, by the way, is what is going on with the Yankees? First of all, Domingo Herman is scratched from his start because he's injured, but then they end up putting him in for four innings of relief. Aaron Judge is, is too unhealthy to be the designated hitter, but he can pinch hit. How does that even make any sense? What's going on up there? They're dog water. It's a dog water franchise that does nothing right, Grant. It's like they should have fired Booney. They, Cashman needs to get fired. The entire franchise needs to go. And they need they need to they need to like get rid of everyone except Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge and then start fresh, honestly. This is this is a disgrace. What was, Boone, what was Boone saying about the, the day where they struck out 18 times? Did he say something like, Oh, we were okay aside from the strikeouts? Yeah. He said that. It, it wouldn't surprise me. He's He's too much by the book. I, again, I don't watch the Yankees every night, so I can't say this. All I do is I look for the standings and I see them losing. So I can't really speak to the New York Yankees as much as I can, like a team like the Boston Red Sox, but they're an embarrassment to the sport. And they're too talented to be as bad as they are. And they pay their guys too much money as well. It's like the Dallas Cowboys. If you're forking over all that money, you got to win at some point. Yeah, and they haven't. They have not. But a team that... Uh, should win this bet. I'm not going to say win this game because I'm not going with a money line or a run line here. I'm going with a total. I'm going under 12 runs in the Padres-Rockies matchup. Now, I will walk you through it. First of all, the line is at 12 because the game is at Coors Field. We're at altitude, so we know thin air. Ball flies out of the yard more times than not. But the reason I do like the under on the mound for the Padres is going to be Joe Musgrove. He's been excellent this season. Got a 10-3 record, 3.05 ERA, and a 114 whip. Going against Kyle Freeland, who's got a 479 ERA, a 148 whip, but you got to keep in mind he does play at Coors Field. Those numbers aren't horrendous when you do consider the fact that they're just inevitably going to be more hits and runs allowed. Joe Musgrove in his last, um, well, over this month as a whole, he's got a 145 ERA, so he's been completely dialed in. He had a 225 last month, so this is sustained dominance as well. And then Freeland's last three games, he's had earned runs of four, one, and three. If Kyle Freeland... Gives you six innings, and he gives up four, one, or three earned runs. I think this game is in a good spot to go under. Now, these bullpens aren't excellent. The Padres is better than the Rockies, but the Rockies has been trending upwards over the last uh, 30 days of play the last month, just about middle of the road. I believe they're ranked 14th in bullpen ERA. The Padres, we were also talking about this on the last show, Tanner. The Padres are about as inconsistent as they come. Pretty much every opportunity, it looks like they have to get an easy win. They fall flat on their face. So considering the juice is so high, they're about minus 155 on the run line, not the money line, the run line. I wouldn't take them in that spot. But because of how good the pitchers have been, I do think the uh, the under is a strong play here. Also, the Padres are averaging, averaging just 4.3 runs per game over their last nine Rockies are under four during that same stretch. So we've got two struggling offenses and then two or well, one good pitcher, one guy who's stepped up his level of play. So my pick here is under 12. I like it. I like Joe Musgrove. He shoved the Rangers in his last start. So I think he's going to do it to the Rockies today. This totals way too high. It's a good spot. Good find by you, Grant. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that 12 line. I was a little surprised if it was 10, 10 and a half. I would have understood, but 12 is too high. Yeah, way too high. All right. Going with the Rangers on the money line today. If you look at one team that won the trade deadline, it was the Rangers. Rangers. They brought in Max Scherzer. They brought in um, uh, they bring in Ch- uh, Araldis Chapman. They brought in a lot of guys that can pitch. So 
that was the one trouble spot in their lineup. But the thing I should say about their pitchers is they've actually overperformed this year. Dane Dunning, nobody expected him to be as good as he's been. Um, and he's actually been a quality starter this season. Eight and four with a three, two, eight ERA and a one, one, nine whip. He's going to face the White Sox today in Dylan Cease. Cease is one of the best pitchers. Uh, in the American League, I would say, not this year necessarily with his numbers, but he has the talent. He's pitching for a White Sox team, though, that that's totally done. Um, so when I look at Dylan Cease, he wasn't traded the deadline. I think he probably expected to move. That didn't happen. So he's still with Chicago. Anyways, Texas is going to hit him today, no problem. When I look at the Rangers, they're batting 271 as a team. That's the first in Major League Baseball. Compared to the White Sox, who are hitting 237. Um, they've blasted about 30 more home runs this season. They've almost scored 200 more runs than the White Sox. Chicago at home for a very fair price of minus 140. I'm taking all day long. And also, the or not Chicago, Texas at home. And then the Rangers also have a half game lead in the American League West. So look for them to keep playing hard to hold on to that lead with Houston right behind them. Yeah, I love this pick. I actually bet this one personally on the run line. So I'm ultra confident that the White Sox have scored the fifth fewest runs in baseball since the since the All-Star break. Um, for the, some of the reasons you mentioned, Dylan Cease not having the greatest of years. And he's he's the best pitcher by a mile. And he's got a 415 ERA so far. So not that great. This team was have a, having a fire sale. Obviously, the trade deadline has passed. But they were at the point where they said everybody except Luis Robert Jr. is available. That's going to do something to the team morale. And you're going against the Rangers, who are one of, you know, maybe maybe even the favorites who get to the World Series in the American League. So, yeah, I would love the Rangers in the spot. Love it. Grant, give me number two. Rolling. Okay, pick number two. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies money line versus the Miami Marlins. On the bump in this one for the Phils is going to be Zach Wheeler. He's 8-5 and five with a 374 ERA and a 111 whip. Going against Braxton Garrett, who's 5-3 and three with a 408 ERA and a 118 whip. Now, Wheeler has a 341 ERA this month. He's given up three earned runs or fewer in four straight games. On the opposite side, Garrett has given up three-plus earned runs in four of his last five. He's got a 592 ERA this month, so they've been trending in opposite directions. Obviously, we want to be the side that Wheeler is on because we're taking the Phillies today. Garrett did get a shutout in his last start, but it was against the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers can make anybody look good. I'm not I'm not buying into that. The Marlins are the lowest scoring team in Major League Baseball since the All-Star break. They are averaging just 3.3 runs per game. That's pretty pathetic. Obviously, it would theoretically put the under in play here, but the line isn't that high, and I'm more confident in the Phillies anyway. The Phillies have a better bullpen ERA than the Marlins by just about a half point. I already talked about the advantage they have with Wheeler versus Garrett. Phillies already won the first two games of this series the Marlins have lost 12 of their last 16 and one final note what you were talking about with the Rangers um and their their chase to win the AL West this is a wild card matchup right here right now the Phillies are the second wild card team in they have a one and a half game lead over the Marlins I do think that not only is this playoff position you're fighting for but you're fighting for it directly head-to-head against one another I think the Phillies have been using that as motivation I think they will continue to do so and they will get another win today yeah Marlins are hitting the baseball right now that's been their biggest decline and in the first half of the season they actually had a pretty good offense and uh, they've really taken a step back at the plate in the second half they couldn't sustain that success so I do like the Phillies here um, Phillies are a good team they're a very good team and they're better than the Marlins they're more complete so I like this play out of you Grant Thank you. All right, Tanner, let's hear the final pick for you. Red Sox money line plus 120 today. Hungry dogs run faster, and the Boston Red Sox had a big win yesterday. Came from behind, a little from behind. Um, ended up winning, I believe, yeah, 6-4 yesterday. Uh, I said Brian Bayo. Give me his over of Alter Court at 17 and a half. That cashed once again. So that's cashed nine times in his past 10 starts. 
Um, and then the Red Sox, they have Cutter Crawford going five and five with a three, eight, six ERA, 1.09 whip, 66 hits allowed uh, for Cutter Crawford in 77 innings. So been very good there. Almost a strikeout per inning. Walk rate slightly high and the home runs allowed are a little higher than I'd like. But Crawford's been very good going against Logan Gilbert, who's also been fantastic this season. Very similar numbers to Cutter Crawford, just more time on the mound there. When it comes down to it, I like the Boston Red Sox offense a lot more. Um, they've been more consistent, even though they haven't been great over their recent stretch. Um, they're just two and three in their past five games. But again, they're looking at the Blue Jays one and a half games ahead of them in the wild card race. And this is a game that they need to win because they have Toronto coming to Boston this weekend for a series. And they are set up in a great spot to overtake the Blue Jays, if they can just win today. They're batting 30 points higher as a team. They scored 50 more runs this season. Um, they've had over 150 more hits. So I mean, when you look at Boston offensively, they're better. The pitching matchup's pretty even. I'm going to take the hot hand here, which is the Boston Red Sox. I don't have a particular lean in this one. I think the Mariners are actually a decent team. I think they can be a pesky team. Uh, I think they, they've consistently proven their ability to get results against tough teams teams you wouldn't necessarily expect them to in a vacuum would i if i said you know we have one game to decide the season you're taking the red Sox or the mariners i would go with the Sox. so don't dislike this pick at all just not for me today but i'll be cheering for you yeah i'll be cheering for the boston red Sox when they come home to fenway park this weekend and become the third wild card team in the american league it very well could happen. It's certainly in play, and I would honestly would love to see it. They're one of the more exciting teams in the American League, certainly amongst that teams that are fighting for the wild card spot. So I hope they get in. They will. Next pick. Next pick, the final pick of the show. Guys, as I'm about to give it to you all, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. Tanner and I are here all the time throughout the week giving out our betting picks. You guys aren't don't want to miss out on those, just like you don't want to miss out on the over of nine runs in the Dodgers athletics game. Now let me break it down for you. On the bump in this one is Tony Gonsolin. If the word regression was a person, it would be Tony Gonsolin. He looked like, what did he have? He had like a, a 0.0 ERA and a, and a zero whip. But he was just, nobody could touch him. But that was despite opponents consistently hitting the ball. They were, they were putting it in play. And somehow it never came back to bite Gonsolin. Well, it finally has. He's got a 639 ERA this month. And he had a five, I think it was a 5.5 the month before. The, the, the numbers are trending down. They're trending down for a reason. He's going against Hogan Harris, who is even worse. He's 2-5 and five with a 6.07 ERA and a 135 whip. Four of Gonsolin's last five starts, he's given up at least four earned runs. Harris has an 8 ERA this month. Obviously, the pitchers, the starting pitchers have been just downright terrible lately. And the bullpens aren't good either. The, both of these teams rank in the bottom 10 in bullpen ERA, which is crazy to put the Dodgers in that conversation. But if you've been watching Dodgers games at all, they're excellent in nearly every phase of the game, except for when it comes time to close the door. That bullpen has not been pulling through. Now, if we flip it over and we look at the offense, if you look at the athletics in their last five games, one of them they scored 11 runs, one of them they scored eight. Granted, it was against the Rockies at altitude, but still, if you see signs of life from the athletics offense, it's something you want to take advantage of because they don't necessarily do it a whole lot. And then the Dodgers, they are the third highest scoring team per game since the All-Star break. I know that's a little confusing. Scored the third most runs per game since the All-Star break. They just put up seven in yesterday's win with the line of nine. If the Dodgers give you seven runs, the Athletics only need to give you two to at least get a push out of it. Can the Athletics, as bad as they are, score two runs, especially with Gonsolin in this bullpen? They absolutely can. So the over, nine runs, love this play. Great play. Broke it down nicely there, Grant. That was a good one. I like that. I'm going to tail that. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. This is probably my lock of the day. I know we don't do locks of the day very often, but this is my lock of the day. That's a great play. I really like it. Nice work, Grant, and nice show today. That was all the picks in a very short period of time because the people don't want the picks. The people need the picks. We know it's Wednesday. We know we need to get you on your way to get you to work and stuff, but you still need to bet and you still need to keep hammering. And that's why we bring the show to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So if you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing. Don't know. By the way, Grant, U.S. Women's National Team is an absolute joke. I was waiting for it. I I was waiting for the transition of I don't know what the women's team is doing. I just thought of it. They are they are just. And did you see them like taking pictures and shit? Like like hopping up all around. Like they like like they did a good job getting to the knockout stage. Did you see them get reamed by by the media for that? Yeah, Carly Lloyd did it too. So it's okay to ream them if she if she said it. It's okay to ream. Listen, that was embarrassing. They're hopping around like Grant. I know it's the participation era we live in. Like everyone gets a trophy. Like hey, we made it to the knockout stage. We went one zero and two, and we survived. And we're here, and we're happy about it. But no, that's not how it should be. You were a disgrace against Vietnam. You were a five and a half goal favorite, and you only won by four at half. If Vietnam had any level of offense, you would have lost that game. One by three, by the way. Three. They won by three. I don't pay attention to this shit anyways. Then you got, then you got, um, then you got the, who did play in the second? The only reason I watched the second game is because I bet on it. Who Netherlands. Netherlands. Oh, they should have, they, they should have won that game with ease. And then they, they blew that one too. And then um, I didn't watch the Portugal game because it was at three in the morning and they, I woke up and I saw they tied and I saw everyone hugging each other because they, t- that, they're a joke. They're a description. Yeah, it was worse out. than that though. Portugal, first of all, Portugal was better. They should have won the game. In stoppage time, they they hit the post. Portugal did they, they they hit the post. If it's you know two inches to the left, that ball's in, and the USA is out of the tournament. And I believe the USA was eleven and zero against Portugal all time, and they had they'd outscored them thirty eight to nothing across all of their head to head matchups. And then they get a zero zero, and they're out there celebrating. To your point, Portugal. The USA was the favorite to win the World Cup. They've dropped to third because the oddsmakers have seen how bad they look. But they were the favorites to, to win the tournament going into it. And Portugal, I believe, was the 21st ranked nation in the world. And they were celebrating a 0-0. It, it wasn't a good look. You're entitled to one bad game, I think. Like, if you if you have a bad game against Vietnam, I want to see you respond in game two. They didn't do that. Now they didn't respond in game three. So there's no reason to bet on them now. I'll take I'll take a different. Who who's the one two? Who's the favorite? Spain, I believe, is slightly ahead of England, and England's number two. So it goes well, Spain, England, USA, and after that, I'm not sure. I would I'll, imagine I would imagine Netherlands and, and some of the other teams are right up there. I'll take Spain because England lost the Revolutionary War, so that's gonna that's gonna pull them back. And then U.S. We this U.S. team's a bunch of losers, so I'll just take Spain. I'm gonna take England. I'll take England just to just to be different. All right. Well, that was Ride the Line, the greatest show in sports bang entertainment. Subscribe to the channel. Grant, we'll see you next time for another show. See you next time, guys. Keep riding.